Hey guys, I'm Riker, this is James, and this is part two. <laughs> Great to be here with you guys today. Again, uh, Riker, thanks for doing this. This is awesome. It's really cool to be able to uh, interact in this way and kind of um, bulk things up from a Sunday morning, speak a little differently. Uh, church is church, but when you get outside of the uh, the building and you get with the real life stuff, uh, it's just nice to be able to dig into subject matter um, in a bit of a different way. So doing it like this yeah. is great. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so awesome. on Sunday, James preached about uh, Judas. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, that was pretty, pretty good. And uh, one thing I really liked was how you said uh, um, sin can really separate us from God. Oh, totally. Yeah. And uh, yeah, how could you uh, build on that? Yeah, that's that's a big one. You know, um, we we in in modern Christianity and pop culture Christianity or you know twenty nineteen church stuff, um, we we anchor a lot of our theology and ideas about God and, and the Bible and Christianity not from the Bible itself, not from God Himself, um, but from like what we get from you know like just generic conversations we might have or uh, poetry perhaps maybe music, and we mm. often neglect to actually dig into God's Word. The Bible, right. the Holy Bible, the inspired Word of God, and uh, when we dig into the Word, um, we see some stuff in there, and you dig, dig into stuff in there that that kind of like it bothers us a little bit, uh, and it can kind of maybe offend our senses, and that's not a bad thing. I know it's it's pretty easy to get offended, and and people carry offense quite readily, um, but being offended isn't necessarily a bad thing because it can cue you into maybe looking at things a bit differently. Um, so when we dig into this idea that sin separates us from God. Um, it's not a new idea. It's kind of an old one. It's sort of been around for like 6,500 years, let's just say. Uh, it's not a, not a new thing. Um, so there's the reality that we need to um, have a way to connect with God. It's crucial because built in us from our creator is this deep desire to connect back to our creator. Mm. And, and, and we want to reach out and connect to God and interact with God. Um, but the reality is, is that there is this barrier, this um, partition that seems to occur in our lives when we have sin in our lives. So sin is the stuff that um, is outside of God's perfect plan for us. Some people think sin is like, you know, the big, bad, ugly things. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you murdered this person. Well, okay, you're a sinner. Um, but just because you lied on your driver's license, it doesn't really make you that bad of a person, right? Mm -hmm. so we, we personally have like a sliding scale of, of morality and, and sinful nature. And, and we kind of tend to slide it in the direction that makes us feel the best about ourselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Totally. Right. <laughs> and so, so we tend to, like, if we're left to our own devices, we tend to, um, see ourselves in a particular light and we don't want to look at any negative aspects of ourselves uh, because truthfully we're sensitive creatures and to dig into the idea that we may have issues in our lives is is a challenging thing for many to jump right into um, and so when we read the bible the bible kind of gives us a slap in the face a bit and says um, that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of god uh, and there's like no if ands or buts about it there's no mm. caveats uh, unless you're this person unless you're Riker uh, because <laughs> we all know Riker's pretty amazing um but uh but the reality is like we, we, we yeah I know. it's so so good, so good. Uh, anybody who can go solo at Disneyland for an entire day um is just on a totally different plane than the rest of society and if you don't know what I'm talking about find Riker uh and check out his uh solo trip to Disneyland on his YouTube channel and you'll enjoy that uh you can link that in the comments yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so so the reality is, is like, is unless we, unless we're like utterly and completely perfect, which we know we aren't, 
um, we've sinned and we've fallen short of God's glory. And so the Bible has some pretty clear understanding, or a pretty clear direction in there about what sin is and what it is to be separated from God. And so we're like, we're talking about Judas on Sunday, right? And Jesus is confronted with Judas, realizing that Judas is going to portray him. Um, really like a quick side note, if you didn't catch Sunday's sermon, but short little background of Judas. He was one of the um, apostles of Jesus Christ. He was one of the select 12 that partnered with, hung alongside, spent time with, ate food with, drank wine with Jesus. Yeah. And they did life together for three years. Um, and then at the very, very end, uh, we pulled out of Luke chapter 22, verse three is when we looked at it there. Uh, and then the reality is that Judas decided to go a very different direction than, than what God's perfect plan was for his life. And what Judas did was he betrayed Jesus. And uh, there was a lot of factors connecting into why he betrayed, Je uh, betrayed Jesus. But at the end of the day, what matters most to look at and understand is that Judas opened up the door um, for influences outside of God to be mm -hmm. in his life. Mm -hmm. And when that door was open, uh, there was um, basically like the floodgates opened up for his life to turn a very, very different direction. And in a very short period of time, like we're talking um, perhaps a day, maybe even hours, he went from being a, a, an adherent uh, to Christ's teaching, following him, um, walking in his footsteps, doing miracles, praying for people, healing people, casting out demons, the whole kit and caboodle, to all of a sudden, at the dinner table with Jesus at the final supper, um, having Jesus look at him, call out what he was going to do, and then Jesus said, "Go and do, whatever you're going to do, go and do it quickly. And G Judas went into the night, uh, and he walked down this journey of fully availing himself to the work of Satan, and then that led to the betrayal of Jesus, which led to the crucifixion. So uh, very, very quick synopsis. So Judas is this interesting person we're watching where we are all like him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like like yeah. I touched on it on Sunday is like we are all like Judas. And if you think, well, no, I'm not that bad. I didn't like, you know, betray Jesus with a kiss. Well, just think about where your thoughts have gone even like today. Mm -hmm. Just give it some consideration. Be sober-minded for a moment. Take off the beer goggles and have a look at yourself. Uh, I have to look at myself and, and look at the reality of where do we even go in our thoughts? Where do we go in our actions? Mm -hmm. What have we done this past year? What have we done since we were children? Um, the things that we know are far from God's perfect plan. And we we find ourselves very quickly either facing it and realizing that we've screwed up. Mm -hmm. Or we paint a picture and say, well, it wasn't that big of a deal. And our hearts become hard towards the correction that God is trying to bring into our lives. And so sin separates us from God. And what it clearly says in the scripture is that the thing that drives a wedge between us and Jesus is that very sin. And we need to realize that because of our sin, Jesus saw it fit to go to the cross and through his sacrifice on the cross, his paying of our debts, or his paying of our transgressions, his work upon the cross is what brings us to the Father and allows us to have a relationship with God, our Father, our Creator. You know, that, that the fingerprint he put in our DNA, that wanting to connect with something beyond ourselves, that comes from God, putting that in us. And what's interesting is that when we have the sin that creeps up in our life and starts getting a hold of our lives, if we don't deal with it, it's like getting layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of insulation that builds up. And all of a sudden, we lose our sensitivity to hearing God's voice, the mm. still small voice. 
We lose our sensitivity to experiencing his presence in our lives, which isn't an overbearing, um, horrible, uh, invasive presence. God's presence is a presence of peace. And how do I know that? Well, it says when, when the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus Christ, ascended, or descended upon him like a dove from heaven. We know a dove isn't like a pterodactyl coming down and like, and just going and like, you know, destroying everything below it. Uh, it said the peace of God and the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus like a dove. And there's this peace that comes from the presence of God. But if, if our lives are in turmoil and we have insulation in our souls, uh, which is sin, it separates us from understanding and knowing the closeness that we can have with our creator. Mm -hmm. I saw an interesting quote on Instagram, actually. I, sure. just, I just came up. It says, um, sin is not merely wrongdoing. Sin is essentially wrong adoring. Oh, that's good. Sin is not necessarily wrongdoing. Sin is wrong adoring. You know what? That's, that's good. I would, uh, I'm not going to do a theological study on that, but I would definitely get behind that. I think yeah. that's appropriate. Because it's it's an aligning of your heart to something mm -hmm. outside of, of God's perfect plan for you. That's yeah. that's good, right? Because yeah. like we're not supposed to have idols before God, right? Mm -hmm. But I mean, like I've had my days where I'm like, I really like my cars and my motorcycles and my four by fours yeah. more than I like digging into the Word. Yeah, <laughs> like, you ever had one of those oh, days yeah. before? Yeah. Like like <laughs> maybe once a week. Yeah. We're like, you know what? I'm not really feeling it right now, Jesus. I'm going to go four by fouring. And then when you're, you know, stranded up in the bush, you're like, Jesus, I need you. And he's yeah. like, he's like, yeah, you do need me. Uh, <laughs> you're in trouble. So um, we have those moments, right? Where, yeah. where our hearts are aligned to something or someone or even a spirit that mm -hmm. has nothing to do with God. And it's interesting that as we read through the New Testament and we dig into the subject matter written by Paul, we see that um, everything is, he, he says this, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting saying, right? Like this passage of scripture, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Well, what does that even mean? Well, it means that God really gives us a lot of freedom to go and live our lives. Like we're not robots. Um, he allows us to go and live our lives and he allows us to do whatever it seems to be in front of us. But the reality is, is that when our hearts stray from God and we choose to elevate things or people or beings or organizations above God, um, those things in and of themselves might not be bad at all. Mm -hmm. in, in fact, many acts or activities might not be bad at all. Uh, we can get into drinking or other subject matter on a different day. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, but you, you can you can even participate in different activities and in and of themselves, they are not wrong. Mm -hmm. But when they take place of where your heart ought to be seeking and that's running to God, when, they, when those become the things you run to rather than running to Jesus, that's when you have a problem. Mm -hmm. It's when these things rule you rather than you ruling them. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's a dangerous place to be in. So yeah, I, I, I like that. I think that's good. Mm -hmm. Was there anything else about Judas you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we see that Judas um, decided to give his life over fully and completely to mm -hmm. the work of the enemy. Now, if you're too new tuning in and you don't know what that means, that means the work of Satan. If you don't mm -hmm. believe in Satan, tune in for another episode. We'll dig into that subject. Um, but the reality is, is that Judas chose to avail himself to somebody other than Christ um, to, to whisper into his life, to give direction into his life. It actually says in Luke chapter 22, verse 3, it says, And Satan entered into Judas. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, like, where does that even come from? 
but it started a lot earlier than that, mm-hmm. of Judas, you know, stealing and not repenting of it. Uh, Judas being caught in the reality that he is going to betray Christ, um, realizing full well that he had sold Jesus out already for 30 pieces of silver to the priests, to the high priests in the, in the community at the time, and sitting down at the, at the final dinner table with Jesus, knowing full well what he did and not confessing it. So he had these hidden things in his heart, these sins that he wasn't dealing with and getting out. And because he didn't get those things out, an opportunity arose for Satan to enter into his life and not control him and direct him, but man, the desire, of his, the desire of his heart was changed. And the desire of his heart wasn't to pursue Christ. The desire of his heart was actually to pursue his own mm-hmm. desires. He pursued money. He pursued status. He pursued uh, the opportunity to have his name known. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe maybe somebody else might find him really important. Like, hey, you know, this guy helped us out find Jesus. Good on him. Maybe he was seeking after something that was very self-centered rather than looking at the cause before him. That cause before him was Christ. Mm-hmm. So we get like that in our lives, right? Like we yeah. get like that in so many so many areas of our lives where we have these causes that arise before us and our lives become devoted to these things rather than devoted to Christ himself. Mm-hmm. You know, we chase after created things rather than chasing after the creator. And it's very important to not go down the road that Judas went, even though you and I, Riker, we, we all have a part of that in us, that nature that uh, yearns for, um, you know, fleshly desires, something outside of God's perfect plan for us. But just because we have those things coming up in our lives does not mean that we can't turn the other direction before mm-hmm. it's too late. And and I would really urge you, don't be afraid to turn the other direction. There's no shame in like saying, hey, you know, I screwed up today. Yeah. You don't even have to, you don't have to tell me, you don't have to tell Riker. No. <laughs> I said this on Sunday. Yeah, I'm a pastor, but I don't have a confessional booth. You don't need to come and, and mm-hmm. share all of your sins with me. Yeah. I'm not the one that deals with those issues. God is. So what you can do, if you're like, man, I, just, I can't tell anybody this. Yeah. You don't have to tell anybody this. I'm not asking you to tell anybody. What I am asking you to do is talk to your creator mm-hmm. because he's a good father and he is not going to punish you and ruin you. You might have worldly consequences for your actions. That's just real life. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? That's just part of it, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're going to be in right standing with God when you get that stuff off your chest and you're like, hey man, I, you know, God, I screwed up. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And, and God loves a humble heart. It says that he opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Yeah. He seeks us when we have a contrite heart and a contrition true contrition means that when your heart is broken and and really ruined and brought low with the realization of what you've done mm-hmm. and and one of my or one of my kids i've got i've got a pile of children when my, my children are have screwed up and they come to me and they're like dad i i have screwed up and i don't even know how to fix this problem as a dad i'm just like oh thanks for telling me I'm not angry. I'm not mad. Yeah. Like, I mean, if they drove their bike into one of the cars and we'd have a discussion for sure. Um, but, <laughs> but I'm not going to beat them and yell at them and scream at them. Like, come here, sweetie. Come here, son. Let me, let me talk to you. Let's work this out. It's not a big deal. I forgive you. Mm-hmm. You're going to grow past this. Let's carry on. Yeah. And that's the heart of God for us when we bring our things before him. So don't mm-hmm. be afraid to go before the Lord. Know full well that when you go before him humbly, Say, man, I screwed up, God. I I need your help. He is faithful to forgive you. And he gets to totally change the direction you're going when you let him. And what's amazing is regardless of your history, you've got a new future in Jesus. Mm -hmm. So that's it for today. Yeah. It's awesome. Good. Yeah. All right. 
If you like this video, hit the thumbs up and share it with your friends. Uh, leave down a comment if you want to start a discussion, and I'll see you next time in part two. Thanks. Bye-bye.